Gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue, the other guy on the other podcast here, and I do not see an indication that Diana has joined us yet this evening. Yeah, but- must be some excitement down that way. Uh, folks, uh, you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging at Hogwash. Com. And you can find uh, the blogging done by my esteemed friend, Mr. McCain, at theothermccain.com and at other fine spots around the interwebs. Hmm. Hi, and here's Diana. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, don't ask me what it's doing. It, I, I had to go through like three different steps to finally get here. I do apologize. Well, well you know, it, sometimes it, we communicate in spite of the electronics, yeah, said it, the electrical engineer. Well, it has been two weeks uh, since we've uh, had Three a weeks. podcast. Uh-huh. I had two weeks off. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. two weeks off. Okay, so it has been three weeks. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. we had a two-week hiatus. Well, I was I was down in the real world in Tennessee, uh, two mm-hmm. family events, uh, one a funeral and one a family reunion. <sighs> but uh, uh, it was uh, great uh, spending time with family. John, um, John, yes, a yeah. funeral and a family reunion. How could you tell the difference? Same people. <laughs> uh, you're going to see the same people. <laughs> well, no, they're the two different sides of the family. <laughs> okay. okay. One so, other, uh, and my on the, my mother's side, uh, my cousin, who was, I was closest to in age, was only four months older than I. Uh, retired uh, uh, physicist from Oak Ridge, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then the other is the Hogue family reunion at a church that my great, great, great grandparents gave the land for. And mm-hmm. there's so many sisters involved through the ages that I'm now the <laughs> oldest person actually named Hogue who comes. Oh, okay. okay. Well, anyways, you know, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the uh, weather here uh, in the undisclosed location um, uh, is uh, is we're about to have a thunderstorm. So if Whoa. we get our power knocked out, you'll know what happened. Uh, but uh, how's the weather down there in beautiful Valdosta? Well, it's gorgeous. It's warm, but uh, it's relatively dry compared to, you know, the, the humidity that makes you think you're getting a cup of water with every third breath. Um, but the uh, but the barometer is is plunging. So I have no idea what this means, but probably nothing good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a a plunging barometer is always bad news. Well, it seems Uh, to be happening all over. Ours is coming from the north, though. Yeah, well, Mm. it's, uh, well, you know, so, so, uh, but uh, things are exciting uh, uh, down there in Lowndes (laughs) County, aren't they? Hey, that may have been your story, which I saw a couple days before you, may actually be the most exciting thing to happen in Val- in uh, Lowndes County all year. Yeah. <laughs> well, since the last time uh, Valdosta uh, won the state championship anyways. But, uh, which, which Valdosta? Lowndes Vikings or the uh, Valdosta Wildcats? I mean, come on. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, South Georgia's football company and... Uh, uh, they had some excitement that made uh, uh, it went viral. The it whole sure world did. watched this happen. Uh, whoops! Wrong, whoops wrong one. Wrong music. Well, that's, that's a good. I'm sorry, I thought you were going with your story. <laughs> we were getting the wrong sound cue. We were. Uh, that was Dukes of Hazard. No, 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 we no. Were also hearing. 
uh, we were hearing the boogie woogie piano. Uh, well, it, they call me the yeah. breeze. Well, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, then. Uh, okay. You want to get this one? Let's do this one then. Is this the one you were looking for? All right. It was. Hello, what Waylon. This is what happens when you have stuff on separate screens. Never mean it no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble too long since the day they were born. Sorry, we have to change keys. All right, then. Well, yes, uh, that is the Dukes of Hazard theme. Uh, in tribute to an unknown woman from Florida. Uh, I believe she was from Tallahassee, according to police. Makes reports, perfect sense. <laughs> who was uh, uh, traveling along uh, U.S. Highway 84 uh, and apparently not paying attention. Uh, because there was a scene right out of Dukes of Hazard. Uh, there was a, um, a tow truck, one of those mm -hmm. flatbed tow trucks, uh, that they were trying to clean up the uh, scene of an accident, apparently, on the side of the road, and the, the truck had its bed down. Mm -hmm. And here came a woman at highway speed, probably <laughs> 65 miles an hour at least, uh, and didn't see the truck oh, or and something. went up in, in evil Knievel fashion. Uh, oh, pure Dukes of Hazard, actually. Yeah, it, it was, was pure uh, Dukes of Hazard. Uh, according to the Georgia State Patrol, <laughs> the driver's car, uh, which I believe was an Infinity, by the way. Uh, uh, no, no, it was a Nissan Altima. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it vaulted approximately... <laughs> 120 feet over the tow truck, <laughs> uh, hit another car in the back, and and skidded another 23 feet on its roof. Uh, on its roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was it was something to see, and it, it this everybody with a telephone has seen this video at this point. Yes, <laughs> but uh, they said that the driver remained hospitalized with serious injuries. You think? Yeah, and, I think. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I, I wanted to say that if I had been in such an accident, uh, it would have been a traumatic injury. Uh, the tightening of my sphincter uh, probably, uh, probably, I would have pulled some kind of muscle or something. Uh, but oh, M G, this it was, was the, something. You know, but she survived, and nobody was killed, and and so uh, so so no Darwin Awards. Don't you know she was answering a text message? She was doing. We don't know what she was doing. Um, what I will say about this, and all I and it's the only thing I can say. I talk about the South Georgia Carnival of Bad Driving. Mm -hmm. Usually it's it's low speed and comic, but this this was the proverbial thrills, chills, and spills. <laughs> oh my goodness! It was more excitement uh, than uh, um, the most exciting thing. The most exciting thing to have happened in this area before that was probably when the uh, elephant lost her temper with her handler and rolled him down the main street. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, that's your local news for Valdosta, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, uh, by the way, do you, uh, uh, Diana, do you know the section of highway that that happened on? I do. I have driven it more than a few times. Isn't it the highway over toward Brunswick? Uh, when you say Brunswick, you're talking to somebody who's not native to this area. So uh, coast. it's but. more like if you're headed, it, it works really well if you're headed out to Moultrie or, or Berlin or that sort of area. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, but getting back to my, uh, my t time with the, uh, the family at the family reunion, you, know, you, you wind up with all these people who walk up to you and introduce themselves as their, as your 13th cousin or something. <laughs> but I, I did find out a couple of things interesting. Uh, there was a, uh, 
a medical doctor in Nashville when I was in the music business named John Harris, who actually uh, was uh, one of the best piano session players in town, played on a lot of hit records. So anyway, uh, it turns out that uh, I I knew I was kin to him. He was um, like a a second cousin. But uh, I I found find out that uh, there's rumbling in the microphone there. and uh, I found out that I was related to several other people who I had worked with uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, 55, uh, 60 years ago. Uh, so oh my. It, it's, it was, you know, you wind up uh, uh, having all sorts of things. But sticking with uh, the music business out of the 60s, mm. uh, American songwriter asked the chat uh, GPT AI to rewrite sympathy for the devil <laughs> and the ai came up with the, this for the chorus so won't you please have empathy for our kind understand the shadows that we bear we've played our role throughout history's pages but we're not solely to blame i swear now you know that's 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 reasonable poetry for an ai but it just doesn't have it doesn't have the panache that Jagger and Richards had when they wrote it. Um, the style- hey, uh, Diana, there is some noise on your end. It sounds like somebody breathing on the microphone. Oh, I don't- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will move him. Sorry. Is um, it the cat? Yeah. Isn't it always? <laughs> well, you know, we have the dog on this end. So. Well, yeah, but I've got my dog too, but he's down at my feet being very, very polite, whereas Xander is, well, Xander. Xander's the cat and your staff. One of the cats, yes. He's, I am his staff. Um, actually, I think I'm more Willow's staff, but yeah. Yeah, but any, in any case, the, uh, the, 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 the style that, the, that this AI came up with is like it's it's reflective. It's actually a more modern thing, reflective of the bureaucratic deep state twenty first century version of hell. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was, uh, uh, but I do. Uh, I did title my post. What's confusing you is just the nature of its game. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's enough. That's enough. Wrong of, uh, it's my though. Va- my vacation. <laughs> Yeah, well, that happens sometimes with auto, I know. with autocorrupt, and I didn't worry about it. Uh, yeah. the, uh, it, it. But getting sticking with the entertainment industry, Stacy, you had a um, a good post about Hollywood. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this was, uh, by the way, uh, Lad Ellinger wanted to uh, me to ask you if uh, uh, you could record some audio of me narrating this post. So uh, uh, certainly we can when the show is over, perhaps. Well, anyways, it's a, the headline was from the golden age of Hollywood to the bullshit age of wokeness, a brief history. And it is illustrated. <clears throat> Rule five uh, uh, approval. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It illustrated with a classic black and white, uh, a uh, photograph of a uh, long-legged young bathing beauty, which I'm sure that most readers did not immediately recognize. But she was one of Hollywood's biggest stars back in the day when the movie business was run by men who knew how to make money by producing movies that people actually wanted to watch. Strangely enough, While many today would scoff at the old-fashioned capitalist greed that motivated Hollywood producers in mid-20th century America, many of the movies they made were artistically superior to anything produced by the soi-disant progressive filmmakers of our own era, including the 1947 classic in which our long-legged bathing beauty starred. Today's ultra-woke studios have no original ideas and specialize instead in ripping off old movies, remaking beloved classics, and turning them into merda. I believe I pronounced the word correctly. Merda. Merda. 
Um, I think I think Rod would probably correct you on that. <laughs> okay. Well, well, my French is not so good, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it, it it's the French word for dung. Dung. Well, okay. Poop. Pieces. Okay. <laughs> Poop. Um, how could they ruin Indiana Jones? A solid <sighs> gold franchise, and they found a way to turn it into crap. And they performed a similar feat with The Little Mermaid, oh. uh, which is uh, taking a beloved children's classic and turning it into a live-action box Nightmare. office disaster. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so so this uh, bad movies with uh, uh, promoting bad ideas, but as I've always said, it, rule five of this blog is everybody loves a pretty girl. Never go wrong with uh, posting cheesecake. And uh, this was the principle of commerce that was understood by such men as <clears throat> Howard Hughes, the Elon Musk of his era. Uh, uh, and, and this gets back to... But not, as, but not as happy about procreation, evidently. Yeah, well, well anyways, the, um, in June 1942... Uh, Howard Hughes spotted a model in the pages of Life magazine. Mm -hmm. She was just 17 years old. But Howard Hughes believed he could make her a movie star because that's how it worked back in the day. They looked for good-looking young women and then taught them how to dance, how to sing, how to act, how to... It gave them all kinds of lessons. That was the idea. Pretty girls sell movie tickets. Well, anyways, uh, uh, it took her a few years to make it, but in 1947, she made her breakthrough as the femme fatale in the film noir classic, Out of the Past. Yes, it is Jane Greer we're talking mm -hmm. about. And uh, wow, I've got a couple of pictures of her here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, she uh, was gorgeous. She really oh, was. Yeah, she was gorgeous. Well, you know, a few and she years had ago, that beautiful inherent dignity. It was just lovely woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she was a killer dame. That's what the mm -hmm. femme fatale is always about. And men end up dying because of women like that. And uh, yep. <laughs> and and uh, but but the movie Out of the Past was uh, remade uh, during the nineties. Okay. Uh, no, during the 80s. And they had Phil Collins do the uh, Take a Look at Me Now. I'm trying to remember. Against All Odds? Yes, it was a remake of Out of the Past. You didn't huh. know that? Uh, actually, I didn't see the movie. I I, I learned the song, but no, uh, I did not ever, I did not ever odds see the movie. Was, was based on, it was essentially the plot of uh, Out of the Past. Oh, okay. um, anyways, but that that uh, and that was one case where a remake was actually good, by the way. Hmm. Uh, but um, there was no cause advanced by Out of the Past. There was no uplifting message. Uh, as Sam Goldwyn uh, was alleged to have said, if you want to send a message, call Western Union. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. see, the thing is, a lot of this has to do with the lack of of talent in the people who are producing movies these days. My favorite thing about... Uh, the how... writers. I blame the writers. Well, that, that too, but, I, but somebody took the original script of Casablanca with the mm. original title on it and shopped it in Hollywood a few years ago, and no mm. one was interested in it. They didn't think it would make wow. a good movie because it was titled Everybody Comes to Rick's. <laughs> oh, they're thick. They're so thick, they should have recognized it instantly. Yeah, I mean, how could you not recognize the dialogue? But anyway. I... Yeah, really. I mean, you know, the... the uh... but, the, but this is what happens when you're dealing with the usual suspects. Right, mm. right, 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 yeah. Uh, but anyways, they have to turn everything woke. And they have to turn uh... everything diverse. Into it, diversity, diverse. yes. Yeah, and perverse. speaking of diversity... <laughs> yeah. 
um, and, and film editors, film editors. Yeah. Oh, it, by the way, he, I, I've actually, I actually watched some highlights of, uh, one of the movies he was in. It was, a, a or that he, uh, edited and, uh, it was, uh, an action flick that looked pretty exciting, really. I mean, it wasn't any kind of high budget sort of thing, but it, it looked, uh, you know, it was that kind of quick cut kind of thing. And it was really good. But, uh, Anyways, the, the person in question about whom we're speaking is Michael McWhorter. Michael <laughs> McWhorter uh, made the mistake of, um, of uh, uh, getting the attention of Jeff Goldstein. Yeah. <laughs> if you know who Jeff Goldstein is, the first, uh, 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 let me tell you a story. Okay, <laughs> Just let me tell you a story. 2007. I'm an assistant editor, uh, the culture page editor at the uh, uh, Washington Times. And I'm good friends with Jason Matera, mm -hmm. uh, who is the uh, media guy uh, for, uh, for the uh, Young Americas Foundation. Well, they're having their annual conference out on the West Coast, and it's going to have um, a speechwriter. Uh, for Ronald Reagan as the guest host. And we're scheming up some way that I can attend the conference, right? Because I had no travel budget and there was no way I was <laughs> going to go to the, the Washington uh, Times and get them to do that. Aha, we'll have, and, and I said, what you've got to do is have a junket, okay? If, <laughs> if you invite several media people to attend this thing, right? Then you know, then I can go, you know. And so I suggested Ace of Spades, Little Miss Attila, oh. Rusty Shackelford, uh, who, by the way, used to have a great blog back in yeah. the day. I don't think he blogs anymore. Uh, yeah, I, and, I, I miss him. And, and, and Jeff Goldstein of uh, Protein Wisdom. Okay, so we get out there. I've got to tell this, Jeff, uh, this, this story. Okay, so we get out there and Goldstein, uh, uh, like on Friday night of the, you know, it's like a three-day conference, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever. Anyways, so it's the, the last night of the conference. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sitting in the lounge talking to uh, uh, some, you know, uh, to Jason Matera and some other people who have since, uh, by some of these college kids, have since become big-time uh, players. Mm -hmm. uh uh, Johnson, what's his name uh, with the memes? He's always doing the memes. Um, for Turning Point USA, I want to say it is. No? You're talking uh, to the wrong person. Last, anyways, well, I, I can't call his name off the top of my head, but some, some of these people became very influential in politics. They were just college kids. At the time I'm sitting in there in the lobby talking to them, <laughs> and... Uh, Little Miss Attila comes in and says, Stacy, I, I need you to come out to the porch. What's going on? Oh, it was Jason said, I need you to come out to the porch. We got a problem out here. Uh, this <laughs> Goldstein guy is, is like, um, you know, uh, uh, causing a problem. So I go out there. And, and if you've ever met Jeff, he's got biceps. Yes. I mean, I mean, I, he works out ferociously. Mm -hmm. He's, he's very a wrestler. muscular. <laughs> And so we had, he had just, he was into his cups. I'll put it to you that way. And, <laughs> and had decided to challenge some of these college Republican kids, kind of like debating them. Yes. And, and he was just trying to start shit. I, I, I excuse my French, but he that's does what that. He, yes. But, but he was, and they, they couldn't get it. He's got this kind of deadpan humor. I don't know if he was joking or not, but Ace of Spades was out there. Ace was freaking the hell out. Ace is going, come on, Jeff, back down, man, back down. Man. And it was, it was a total scene because he Poor was just baiting these college kids who were like, didn't know, were at his level. He's fiercely intelligent. Well, uh, he encountered this guy uh, online by the name of Michael McWhorter, mm -hmm. who is a film editor and social justice warrior who is really big on TikTok. He's oh, got dear. like millions of followers on, on TikTok. And How many of them are Chinese bots? <laughs> Instagram and everything like that. Well, uh, Jeff Goldstein described, said, 
that McWhorter, quote, can safely be described as white as a debutante's taint. Uh, yeah, he said that. He said that. <laughs> Close quote. And I laughed and laughed and laughed at that. Um, uh, but it it was all about the City Bike Karen saga. If you know anything about this, and see, this was something that was going on, and everybody was commenting on it. Except me. And, and I didn't want to get into or it, me. but it was one of these culture war things about these uh, kids uh, harassing this woman uh, who was renting a bike, and it's a long story. It's a stupid story. Um, the woman should not have been harassed. She wasn't doing, I don't care what they thought. She was just, she w didn't do anything wrong. And next thing she knows, her life is being destroyed. Um, right. And it's a stupid story. If in a sensible society, we'd look at this and say, why were you harassing a pregnant woman? Stop this. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, several of the commenters came in and explained that there is this scam that they do mm -hmm. um, where where they they uh, switch out the QR codes and stuff like this. But anyways, this Michael McWhorter guy comes in there and he's doing this uh, more liberal than thou uh, vision of the anointed thing. And uh, yeah, don't you just hate it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh but but the only reason I mean you know it's I could comment on it but it would just add to that great phrase as white as a debutante's taint. <laughs> just... But whiteness is not supposed to be such a good thing. I mean even the REF now uh, <sighs> is 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 off on a diversity kick. Uh, it's... The, the Royal freaking Air Force. Yeah, they're going to talk... sort of have a problem. Well, I mean. Okay, I've served in a military aviation unit, okay, and uh, in Vietnam, and our helicopter pilots came in all, well, they were all male, but uh, mm -hmm. they, we had Hispanic pilots, we had black pilots, we even had a, a few people who uh, were of uh, some sort of a Far Eastern background, uh, and uh, some of the Many of the best soldiers I served with uh, were Hispanic or black. So I, you know, I, military service is one of the places where you absolutely have to rely on merit. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I mean, <clears throat> there's no reason to keep uh, good people down, but there's no reason to promote the incompetent. Well, what <laughs> happened was that the, the Royal Air Force, uh, there was this scandal that actually broke into the news last year. Mm -hmm. But a, a squadron leader, Andrew Harwin, oh, uh, sent an email complaining. That, see, they had got this diversity craze going on. And it had gotten the point. Uh, that they that to meet the crazy quotas because it always always mm -hmm. always turns out to be quotas. Quote: I don't really need to see loads of useless white male pilots. Close quote. <sighs> useless white male pilots. Yeah, you sons of bitches would be speaking German mm -hmm. if it hadn't been for some white pilots. Hello. Mm -hmm. You know, and people got no idea how, how you know the RAF saved Western civilization by God. Okay, well, because certainly France he... had fallen, Poland was gone. You know, everything. You know, uh, England alone stood mm -hmm. up against the entire might of the Wehrmacht and the uh, Luftwaffe. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if they had lost the Battle of Britain. Uh, it would have been Katie bar the door. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like I said, that's the reason why uh, merit is important. There, because there's some. I mean, do you really want to have a guy who made C's in medical school doing your surgery, uh. Uh, regardless of of uh, what uh, his skin color is? Mm. Uh, you know, it just doesn't make sense. On the mm. other hand. We try to do a good job here. And if you appreciate what we are doing and think that it is of some sort of merit, 
then Stacy is going to encourage you uh, to consider the yellow button. Yes, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account <laughs> where you can contribute dollars <clears throat> shekels, euro, yen, whatever currency you got, except Russian rubles. Um, uh, PayPal will take it. Just click the yellow button and you can donate to help support the blog, help support this podcast. But most of all, uh, to help keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money off of this stuff. And keeping my wife happy is always job number one. Uh, meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. I don't have a yellow button, but I do have a tip jar icon in the sidebar over there on the right. Click on that and you'll be taken away to my PayPal account where you can donate to support Hogwash or this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, or you can shop at the Hogwash store. There's a link there in the sidebar as well. Or you can use the Amazon shopping links that you'll find both at Hogwash and the other McCain. Uh, and when you use those links, we uh, get a little cut of the action as participants in the Amazon affiliates program. Uh, other bloggers participate too. It's something Amazon does that's actually kind of nice for the blogosphere. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. Now, was you that know, sufficiently reproving? Yes. Well, <laughs> or, or encouraging. The thing is, is that Stacy and I both try to report fairly and honestly about what's going on uh, and what we report. And we have been uh, punished for it from time to time. Uh, we've been mm -hmm. sued uh, for <laughs> libel because we reported truthful things. And in my case, I was one of the very first people that got uh, permanently banned from Twitter. Now, it turned out I was early enough in the thing that they didn't have their procedures down uh, correctly, and they realized they had screwed up in a, uh, in a potentially legally disastrous way. And I got my account back. But mm. Uh, things got worse after I got hit in 2015, and it wasn't until last year when uh, Musk took over that things got a little better. But mm -hmm. even this past week, we've had this thing where um, uh, the uh, What is a Woman movie mm -hmm. uh, was allegedly going to uh, roll and not be interfered with, and it got mm -hmm. interfered with. And, of course, there are yeah. now a couple of executives who have been uh, uh, who have re quote resigned unquote from Twitter trust and safety, and Musk uh, intervened. But you know Ben Shapiro ha had a piece at Daily Wire, I guess it was day before yes day mm -hmm. yesterday that where he was you know thanking Musk for mm -hmm. weighing in and uh, keeping his support active on uh, free speech on Twitter. Um, but, you know, we've been accused of hate speech. And now consider those words, hate speech. When the left uses them, they're acting as if the first word hate is an adjective that is categorizing speech that they deem to be improper. Uh, in reality, I think they mean to use the first word as a verb, as in, hate speech. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they want us to hate speech that is especially speech that challenges them and their ideas. Mm -hmm. But robust free speech, you know, it's important uh, yep. because it challenges us. And uh, it, uh, in particular, comedy forces <laughs> us to laugh at our own silliness. And so listen to this uh, famous scene about four humorless activists. I do feel, Reg, that any anti-imperialist group like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed, Francis. Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Reg, provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman, or woman to rid himself or herself, or herself agreed, 
Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? <laughs> I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, <laughs> it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. <laughs> what? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. <laughs> Why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? <laughs> yeah, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister. Sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? <clears throat> it is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. <laughs> yeah, if you watch that. Um, oh, I love that movie. If you watch that, though, there's a point where uh, uh, Eric Idle is, does it like a facepalm thing. Yeah. Uh, and and he, he's Loretta, for those of you who don't know the scene. And, mm -hmm. uh, and he, when he comes out of it, uh, he is struggling mightily not to break up. I mean, you can just watch him about to crack up because it's such an absurd scene. What's the point of talking about your right to have babies when he's trying to have babies? <laughs> But the but the, but the <laughs> thing is, is that Cleese, John Cleese, the, who's the Reg character of this, uh, yes. is putting together a stage version of Life of Brian. Mm -hmm. Okay, and some of the actors who've been called in for the script readings and everything have said that they want that scene taken out, and Cleese, Cleese is refusing, which is causing all sorts. Good of for John Cleese. I say bravo. Yes. Uh, uh, now he can still do that here in the United States, but there are places around the world, including Britain, uh -huh. where making that kind of joke uh, will be punished as a hate crime. Yep. Now, I don't know about the rest of you folks, but I continue to laugh, and I'm going to keep doing it, and if it makes me a, a, a hate criminal, nah, that's fine with me. Let's <laughs> well, considering I don't actually hate anyone um, much... <laughs> And the ones I do hate, it's pretty personal. Um, I think that's pretty ridiculous. Um, I think you're right. Xander, what on earth? Excuse me. My cat just flew <laughs> off my lap with a scream. <laughs> oh, me. Cats, what can you say? Anyway. Well, I, but, I, yeah. I, I, I woke up from my afternoon nap with my, uh, with my cat tangled in my feet. You know, oh, my oh they do that. You know, anyway. But anyway, you were saying. Uh, never mind. Uh, I love that scene. I love everything in the life of Brian, even the part where uh, he throws open the window and there's the cry of Hail Brian and um, he's uncircumcised. <laughs> Which yep. just killed me. Well, always look on the bright side of life. I always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, before, <laughs> before we leave uh, hate speech, I do want to point out that there was a nice tweet today uh, from our friend, the tech guy, uh, mm -hmm. uh, saying it, it was addressed to Ben Shapiro and Elon Musk and a bunch of other people, including mm -hmm. uh, and that said, it's nice that what is a woman was restored to, on Twitter. Now, how about restoring at R.S. McCain's account, one yeah. of the first conservatives uh, accounts act. And so yeah. there are people still pulling for you, Stacey. Well, yeah. I'm glad people have not forgotten me. Uh, uh, on the you know, you can tweet to Elon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. well you may not see it. <laughs> well, me meanwhile, there are other news organizations in the universe besides Hogwash and the other McCain 
including <laughs> apparently CBS News is still active. Yeah, so again. Uh, I was shocked, shocked, I tell you, that CBS News actually let Catherine Harridge report about the Biden scandal. Now, folks, if uh, you haven't been, uh, if all you know is what you get from uh, the mainstream media, you probably know nothing at all uh, about what is going on. Okay, there a whistleblower came forward, uh, mm -hmm. get the story, and said that uh, the FBI uh, had been investigating um, uh, Joe Biden's business dealings through mm -hmm. Hunter Biden and his brother, what is it, Fred Biden? Jim. Jim. Yeah, Jim, his brother, Jim. And so so there's this word and said that there was an FBI uh, field report uh, uh, about this uh, mm -hmm. that was uh, supposed to be the smoking gun of the whole thing. Well, uh, anyways, well, um, so James, uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, James Comer of Kentucky, who's now the mm -hmm. chairman of the House Oversight Committee, um, uh, he subpoenaed the document. Uh, he and, um, oh, what's his name from Grass Iowa? Grassley, Grassley, Grassley. Chuck Grassley. Grassley. Chuck Grassley. Yeah, they, they subpoenaed the document in question. Yeah. And uh, the subpoena, the deadline for the subpoena was May 30th, and that deadline passed, and they're preparing to take action against FBI director um, Christopher Ray for failing to supply. Well, he offered <coughs> to let them come to FBI headquarters and look at the document. <laughs> mm. Because, oh, our, our sources and methods, our confidential sources and methods. Well, uh, uh, so Comer said uh, that uh, in, in his conversations with Ray, that uh, the FBI director essentially confirmed the existence of this report, uh, mm -hmm. which is called an FD-1023 form. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's which in, uh, FBI agents use to uh, uh, write down the information that they receive from their sources. Well, uh, <coughs> the headline on this story um, I, I've seen a lot of uh, newsroom shouting matches in my day and kind of been involved in, in one or two of them, perhaps. But Oh, never you, Stacey. Me? Me? Never. Uh, get worked up about something? Well, anyways, I can imagine <laughs> Catherine Herridge threw her coffee cup at the head of whatever son-of-a-bitch editor wrote the headline on this article. Uh, the headline is, Comer says Ray confirmed existence of record reporting alleged Biden bribery scheme, comma, which the White House strongly refutes. Mm, now, I saw not. that headline, and I mean, if somebody, I was, I was actually riding around in the car with my brother uh, when I saw this on my phone, and I began cussing. It's like if if I if somebody had done that to my story, which you know the White House strongly refutes. Okay, refute is a word that has an actual definition, mm -hmm. and it's synonymous with disprove. Okay, you have refuted an argument if you have disproven it. Okay, mm -hmm. the White House hasn't refuted jack shit. Pardon my French. That's uh, what right. they have we done understand. is attacked Comer. Uh, and, and there was a statement from Ian Sams, uh, the White House spokesperson, uh, quote that, let me quote this. This yes. silly charade by Chairman Comer is yet another reminder that his so-called investigations, in square quotes, are political stunts not meant to get information, but to spread thin innuendo and falsehoods to attack the president. He has already admitted this isn't about uncovering facts, but about trying to hurt the president's poll numbers. 
So the only question left is how long he will waste time, energy, and taxpayer dollars to support a fact-free, politically motivated goose chase simply to get media attention and the Fox News spotlight. Close quote. What media yeah. attention? Aside from Catherine Herridge, I think even uh, Fox is being uh, very careful about coming near this story. Anyways, but... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've uh, picked up from the usual uh, uh, blogs more mm -hmm. than anything else that uh, mm -hmm. you, know, you have... You still, by the way, folks, there are still conservative bloggers out there doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I just want you to know that what this is really about, okay, the FBI is covering up its own cover-up, okay? <laughs> the, in other words, the FBI was complicit in uh, sabotaging its own investigation, right? Mm -hmm. okay? They were investigating, and the agents, who are the whistleblowers, by the way, uh, the agents involved in the investigation were told to leave it alone. And it was shut down, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Because they've known about this going back years, okay, about mm -hmm. this, what was going on here. Mm -hmm. Well, they sabotaged it. Now, with the Republicans in charge of Congress, they're trying to keep Congress from finding out how they sabotaged it. <laughs> So they're sabotaging the congressional investigation of their own sabotage of their own investigation. It's all about protecting Biden. And I guarantee, goddamn to you, that everybody at CBS News knows damn well Biden is guilty. Hunter Biden oh. is guilty. Jim Biden is guilty. Joe Biden is guilty, guilty, guilty. I've seen that some before in a comic oh. strip. Uh, and I'm telling you, uh, we can put you on NPR. But the for media, this. see, the media determines what is or is not a quote unquote scandal. And yep. they want to pretend that this is, you know, that this isn't really a scandal. I imagine Catherine Heritage has to fight like hell with her boss at CBS just to get this much in there. Well, then. I know. On the other hand, it's going to get even more bizarre as we go through the next year and a half because we've, we've got the election cycle starting all over again. And uh, on the other side, with the Republican primary, you're having all sorts of interesting surrogate mudslinging between um, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. <laughs> Uh, and while I was on the road uh, last weekend, I got a I, I got a, a message from uh, a, a, f a friend, a blogger friend uh, uh, who uh, is uh, is uh, on Twitchy now. And he was asking me uh, if I wanted to comment on uh, what was going on between Laura Loomer and uh, uh, quoting Rebecca Jones to attack uh, uh, Christina Pashaw. <laughs> And uh, I had been on the road and hadn't seen any of this. Uh, uh, by the way, why is Lane discipline so bad in Virginia on I eighty one? Anyway, uh, I I missed the, the twittering by uh, by Jones uh, about Loom, uh, 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 about Loomer and uh, uh, Peshaw and the whole thing. So I got off the road and I finally took a look at it. And because I hadn't seen the tweets when I I, I did respond. Uh, uh, with a, a short blog post, I, I, I really couldn't comment on <laughs> what had been said back and forth because I hadn't read it yet. But I have had the experience of personally interacting on more than one occasion with uh, Christina Peshaw, with Laura Loomer, and with Rebecca Jones. Okay? I met Laura Loomer at uh, CPAC. CPAC a few yep. years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I, I've actually interacted with them uh, more than one, each one of them more than once. And all I could do at that point was give you my impression of them uh, by uh, paraphrasing the intro to a cartoon show that said <laughs> one, of the, one of them's a genius, so the other two are insane. Um Shaw is pretty close to a genius in my estimation. I'm, I'm, I mean, what she has done uh, as uh, the uh, PR uh, point person for Ron DeSantis has just been amazing.
Uh-huh. And uh, having talked to her and uh, uh, interviewed her about her background, I mean, this is this is a person who is well-educated, well-experienced, and just smart. Uh, and uh, 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 Jones sure uh, <laughs> didn't do well going after her. And uh, I don't think Loomer is going to come out well at all. Loomer's going to come out. Um, it's not going to come out. She's going to be like kind of a smear on the roadway. It'll yeah. be embarrassing. No, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, your, uh, my uh, instinct is generally to ignore the primaries uh, <laughs> as much as I can because I, you know, uh, you know, back in the the 2012 cycle, I went all in on the primaries, and we ended up with Mitt fucking Romney. Romney. Okay. Yep. So, so what's the point, right? Okay. The voters are going to do whatever the voters are going to do. And I am powerless to influence the situation. So therefore I am not responsible. And whoever the, the voters nominate. Okay. That's who it is. Yeah. President <laughs> Kane is probably happy for the, your support. Mm. He's smiling down at you from heaven. Uh, you know, I, all I wanted to be, was to be the ambassador to Vanuatu. I didn't want much. Um, but by the way, if Rick Santorum had made it, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I got him to give me an ironclad guarantee of the ambassadorship. <laughs> Uh, to Vanuatu, I mean, yeah. That's Actually, uh, there isn't an ambassador to no, but but there but there's ambass there is a there is an embassy that covers that and uh, for that's pe- what I'm 14, saying. We have a consulate other. there, and this is what I'm saying. We need to have an embassy in Vanuatu. Well, no, there, and I will be the first ambassador <laughs> to the beautiful <laughs> island nation. Would you listen? <laughs> would you listen to what's going on? Uh, there are. Uh, 15 nations involved in that uh, thing, small island nations. And Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana is trying to get that raised to ambassadorial status. So there's your man. John Kennedy. (laughs) I I, I remember. Hey, hey, he'll love you. Stacy, he'll love you. I'm a leading expert on Vanuatu, as everyone knows. Yes, we know that. Um, I'll I'll have my brother introduce you to the senator. He lives in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in other uh, news, they are trying to achieve some modicum of gun safety in Philadelphia. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Philadelphia, folks. This is yeah, the, right. right now, if you're listening to it live, this is the top item on my blog. The quote is comprehensive gun safety measures. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I am reading from a. Uh, uh, CBS News, the uh, uh, local uh, CBS News in Philadelphia. Advocates took a stand against gun violence Friday on the Chester County at, at the Chester County Courthouse. Ceasefire PA wore orange as they held a rally to kick off Gun Violence Awareness Month. Pause. Gun Violence Awareness Month. In the yep. middle of pride? What, what's wrong with you? Oh, me. Okay. <laughs> Survivors and gun control advocates came together to honor those lost and pushing for the state legislature to pass more comprehensive gun safety measures. Many hospitals in Philadelphia feel like a war zone with so many gunshot victims. The team at Jefferson Einstein Medical Center is working hard to save lives in the hospital and the community. Quote, I didn't know if I was ever going to walk again, said Mm -hmm. Thomas Hunter, uh, who was shot three years ago. Quote, it can happen to anybody. And um, it goes on in Juanita Way, who is, by the way, a... a vice president of health services or something at it, Einstein Medical Center, said, our health care team struggles with this every day. Um, and desperate to do something, the team at Einstein, 
Einstein, <laughs> genius. Yeah, mm -hmm. sold T-shirts and raised ten thousand dollars <sighs> to buy gun locks that they're giving away in the hospital. That's ludicrous. Gun locks. Uh, Way along with Einstein's gun violence prevention task force thinks the gun locks can help protect children and reduce accidental shootings as well as make gun owners more responsible. Well, I wonder how many of the children who are shot in uh, Philadelphia uh, are accidentally shot. Uh, with, I mean, they're accidentally shot, but it's not a matter of they they were shot with a gun that should have had a gun lock on it. No, no, but, <laughs> but by, by accidentally shot, I mean like uh, there's a, a, a true a accidental discharge as opposed to an irresponsible one. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just uh, guys not checking their uh, guys are just firing wildly. I, I, let's let me put it to you this way: the gangbangers in Philadelphia, who are, by the way perpetrating most of this crime. Mm. Uh, they're doing drive-by shootings. They're not really big on aiming. Okay? No. <laughs> Their marksmanship is subpar. And so a lot of people get shot by accident. On the other hand, there is already available comp uh, absolutely comprehensive gun safety measures. Uh, mm. And I can cite them for you. Mm -hmm. Number one, all firearms are always handled as if they are loaded. Mm -hmm. Number two... Never let the muzzle cover anything you aren't willing to destroy. Mm -hmm. Three, keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on the target. Yep. And four, be sure of your target. And what's behind it. No, yeah. no, be sure of your target, period. Yeah. Why and what's behind, it is, uh, what's behind it has nothing to do uh, with it. That is an, uh, an ad additive to the rule okay that is not appropriate what okay. happened what ha what happened in philadelphia and chicago in st louis and baltimore and so many of these other cities There's george soros paid money to get progressive prosecutors elected who don't want to put criminals in prison and that brings us mm -hmm. to tonight's Crazy people are dangerous, and the crazy people <sighs> are a bunch of folks in Chicago. And yes, we're not the surprised. Headline, this was my most popular post of the week, by the way. Chicago <laughs> group hired gangsters to be peacekeepers, and it's working out just about the way you might expect. Uh huh. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? What happened in Chicago? Oh my God, this was... Uh, Arne Duncan. <laughs> Arne, Arne Duncan, uh, who was uh, the uh, chief executive officer of Chicago Public Schools before Obama appointed him to be the U.S. Secretary of Education, where he served for eight years without accomplishing anything worth noting. Uh, but he uh, got some money from Steve Jobs' widow, Laureen Powell Jobs. Um, he got this uh, money to create this organization called Chicago Cred, which is short for Create Real Economic mm. Destiny. Okay. And, I hate bad. I just hate bad acronyms. Yeah. He said that, pr that the organization proceeds from the belief that the surest mm. way to stop gun violence is engaging directly with those most at risk of shooting or being shot and giving them a reason to put down their guns. He calls this a comprehensive approach. No. And they give participants a modest paycheck to help them transition into the legal economy. They're hiring gangbangers, okay? Yes. Uh, and convicts. And and they announced before, um, and now they've got the state funding this. Okay, they've got the the uh, the uh, state legislature in Illinois <laughs> is spending money for this program uh, to hire uh, peacekeepers. Okay, oh. and 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 they were going to wear uh, <coughs> yellow bright vest. yellow vests, bright yellow <laughs> vests. Well. Um, uh, one of their peacekeepers uh, was was at a meeting uh, that Arne Duncan had just left. Twenty eight year old 
Ronnie Roper uh, was in the parking lot uh, in the middle of the day uh, when two people walked up and shot him in the head. Okay. Uh, he was a uh, ex-con who was uh, part of this program, but then they were going to put them in yellow vests. Uh, a special team of 30 peacekeepers will be mobilized to help calm things down over Memorial Day weekend. Well, <laughs> well, guess how that worked out, folks. A Chicago man wearing a neon yellow peacekeeper vest helped a group of people beat and rob a motorist uh, in yep. Chicago on Friday night. Uh, by the way, uh, he was on parole for a 2012 case. He was on parole. He had only been released last year on parole for attempted murder. Yeah. Great, great peacekeeper there. Yeah. yeah great uh, peacekeeper. There's a reason why I stay out of Chicago. <laughs> and, but there's another reason why I keep coming back to this because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 11 people were fatally shot over uh, uh, the Memorial Day weekend. And another was stabbed to death. Yes, so there you go. But Jeez. as usual, crazy people are dangerous. And as usual, we hear the rock and roll soundtrack that tells us we've come to the end of the other podcast. Thank you for joining us, Diana. Oh, anytime. Good night, Diana. Good night, Stacey. See you next week. We'll see Good night. Mr. Breeze.